are live. Hello. Welcome to the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect. I'm Rina Deeptianabil, aka Mommy Imperfect. And if you haven't listened before, this is a podcast where you get your weekly dose of filter-free girl chat. So this is probably the last podcast of the year. Well, the last one where I'm going to be talking actual sense to guests, right? Um, I might squeeze out another one just for fun. But it's episode 147. It's the 49th episode of the year. And I have to say that one of the best byproducts of doing the podcast is actually just connecting with so many different strong and amazing women. And today I'm talking to two of those women that I've had the pleasure of getting to know through this podcast. And they're both really open and honest about sharing their life experiences and just very much bring the realness to the podcast and to social media. And so I've invited them both back to have a chat about how 2022 turned out expectations versus reality goals for next year things that we are choosing to leave behind in 2022 so let me just introduce my guest it is fitness coach ush aka push with ush and one half of the native immigrants podcast is jyoti hi ladies hello you okay i'm just checking that we're actually recording we are (laughs) (laughs) which is uh, always good (laughs) it's always a good start yeah. So are you, um, how are you feeling at the end of 2022? Wow, where to start? Um, drained would be a word um, really? for me, um, 100%. I didn't think I would end up at the end of the year drained, but I thought I'd be energised by the end of the year. It's been a tough one, if I'm honest. It's Has it turned out totally different then to what you expected? Yeah, I would say 100% different to what mm. I'd expected. Um, I think I expected, you know, I had a rough year the year before as well. So like in my mind, I was ready to kind of mm. kickstart 2022, really hit my fitness goals, really, you know, get on top of my business and, you know, like settle down with this person that I was dating. Yeah. Um, Jorthy knows all about him. I think, Ren, you know, you know yeah. about him as well. Um, you know, settle down and just kind of move forward. But what I ended up doing was staying put. Mm. Um, you know, I I put on 12 kilos, which has been hard mentally as well as physically because it was something I couldn't control because of how ill I got. Um, and it's like, I've got constant brain fog and I don't know if that's me getting older and you know, heading towards that menopause. Like I went from 39 to 42 without even realizing in the whole pandemic, like I lost three years and now I'm like certain I'm peri um, or definitely pre-menopause, going towards that perimenopause. So yeah, it's just been a little bit crazy and I feel like I'm just a bit tired and I'm ready. I'm ready to just rest over Christmas. Yeah, that's a roller coaster. Jyoti, what about you? Have you frozen? Are you there? Is Jyoti there? Jyoti's frozen. Oh no. I think, I don't know what's happened to her connection. I hope she'll come back. Um, we, you know, I'm, I'm obviously recording this podcast, but it's also, I'm doing a live on YouTube as well. So anything can happen. Um, but either way, however you tuned in, um, thank you. And you can, um, of course, leave comments as part of this as well. Hi, Jyoti, you've unfrozen now. So um, Hi. how are Sorry, you doing? Sorry, my laptop died. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> how are you feeling at the end of this year? Um... I think the same. I think I feel very tired, drained. It's been a kind of a year of ups and downs. Mm. Um, 
2021 kind of was a really tough year for me. And so I, d I went into 2022 with no expectations, just, I had no energy for expectations at that point. Like I was at a, a kind of a very low point by the end of 2021. So I just thought 2022, whatever it is, just bring it, whatever it's gonna mm. be, it's gonna be. And uh, 2022 brought it <laughs> in lots of good ways and in, oh, and in some, in, and some in, in some bad ways as well but like it was weird because the stuff that's happened to me in previous years has kind of happened to me whereas the stuff that happened in 2022 was happening to people around me and and it was it was the weird kind of I struggle with anxiety anyway and then this having this mm -hmm. lack of control being able to help the people that I care about yeah. was um was really hard it was it was a it was a different struggle for me this year in 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 that sense um and then yeah and then kind of my life switched as well because I've been a mum and just been at home um for the past three years um unintentionally it was only meant to be for a year and then Covid happened and then kind of just got stuck at home for another two years um and I went back to work and so then there's that whole you know struggle of like yeah. figuring out how to be a real person again you know not just mum but being Jyoti again and being in an environment with with people where I have to use my brain and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also balancing that with life at home and things has been, it's been hard. It's been hard. It's like I, I started that in, in July. So the past five months have been tough in that sense, but in a good way, I think yeah. that's a good struggle. Mm. Whereas um, the earlier half of the year was, was a bit of a kind of a tough one. Mm. Is that like you felt like you've grown from that, from the challenge of like going back to work and all this and balancing it all? Yeah, like now I do. I think in the, like, if you'd asked me that maybe like two, three months ago, I was ready to quit. I was like, I can't do this. It's not, this is not, I, I don't understand how other mums do it. I don't understand how other women, other parents in general, like, I just don't know how they do it. Not just mums, but just parents. Like I don't, I don't get it because it's so hard and the expectation is so high from all sides. And and there's very little understanding, I think, a lot of the time as well when it comes to this kind of stuff at work. And then, you know, sometimes with family as well, you know, like it's really difficult. And obviously your child is not really going to understand because they just want their parent. But, um, yeah, I kind of have learned to, to not worry about it that much. I, I try not to kind of feel the guilt because my anxiety stems from guilt and I cannot feed that even more with new stuff like I can't just keep mm. feeding my anxiety all the time because then the monster just exists constantly and it's just there and I and I want that monster to be gone so I have to try and yeah. switch my way of thinking and and mom guilt is a very big thing like the whole God, mom yeah. guilt working and things like that and that yeah, yeah it's it's difficult yeah it is, it is absolutely difficult. And, and I've had yeah. I've had mom guilt since I was pregnant for <laughs> I, I spoke to you you know, previously about my hyperemesis and yeah. stuff that I went through when I was pregnant. So I've just had mum guilt since then and it's just carried on through and, and going back to work is a whole other level of that. But I try not to, and plus, because I work flexibly, that has made a massive difference. I think if I was in the office five days a week, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be standing now. I think I would have quit very quickly. But because I can work from home and I get my time with my son and I get my time just at home just to kind of, you know, not having to do that commute and just be in my own environment. I think I've got the right balance in terms of going into the office and being at home and it allows me to kind of be Jyoti the, the professional and then be Mummy Jyoti as well. Mm. I, I think that really helps, but 
it's hard and I think it will probably carry on being hard for a little while and probably for the rest of my life while I'm working um, and he's, well, he still needs me yes my eldest child is 13 and uh I can say it will <laughs> thanks so, thanks it's all right it's you're in it for the long game the long game of, of mom guilt welcome yeah. <laughs> um it that is hard though to be that support person though if other people are going through stuff like you yeah, take it so, on do you guys do that yeah. do, you, do you take like you know this anxiety that we feel like when other people are going through things that are close to you do you take it on and then end up feeling worse as well absolutely 100% I would say yeah I think um recently I've been doing a lot of um inner work and one of the things I've done is I've, I've done this this quiz and it turns out that my top archetype is a nurturer so if anything is happening with anyone else I will take it on board and I will try and help heal nurture but what I forget to do in the process is nurture the nurturer so this is something that I'm definitely having to work on whether mm. that's you know just cleansing my space or my aura whatever it is and you know doing the training doing the meditation or the yoga but yeah like nurturing the nurturer is something I've learned this year um it's something I've been really bad at and I think this is one of the reasons I burnt out in 2021 so badly and so literally went downhill like that um because I didn't nurture myself but I was nurturing a lot of people through my program plus you know my family and what they were going through and having to look after my parents where you know in my bubble they were my bubble my sisters were you know out of other parts of the country and so it was me doing majority of that nurturing and holding space for people and completely forgot my, about myself so yeah yeah completely are you the eldest girl yes I'm the eldest kid the eldest girl. so yeah. okay so are there have you got is it two sisters so are there three of you yeah same. three of us yeah, yeah the same I'm so I'm yeah. the eldest of three sisters as well um I feel like 2021 was worse like I just like I know okay 2020 yes that's when COVID and everything started but 2021 I found I think that's when like it was all the 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 craziness of 2020 just built up and became worse for 2021 yeah I struggled I really yeah. struggled I would say you're right but I would say 22 2022 was the aftermath of that so 2022 mm -hmm. I find is a year that maybe 21 was worse because of certain things that happened, illnesses, etc. Mm. But 21 was the aftermath and trying to recover from 21, on my end anyway. Mm. No, I think 100% it was that. I think like 2020 felt like, oh, we're at home and it's all cosy and my husband was working from home and, you know, my little one was like, he was like 18 months, he was like at a super cute age and it was just lovely. And then 2021 hit and that's when, you know, COVID started really hitting people to me very closely. Um, I lost an uncle, I lost my best friend. And then like, it just was like, how do you, you know, grieving then in 2021 mm. was really hard because you were kind of cut off from everybody. Like I had therapy, but it was via Zoom. So it was really weird and kind of didn't really make sense to me because I just, I needed some contact with somebody outside of my space. Um, and then, and then it was, yeah, it was just kind of like, I, I tried to work from home and I, I tried to go back to work in a contract role to see how it would be. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try work flexibly. I'm going to do four days a week, but I'm going to do all my hours in those four days. I was working 10 hour days with a child at home. And and I I got to about six or seven months in and I burnt out. Like I kind of... I. I had to, I rang the doctor because I felt really scared about how I was feeling at that point like I wasn't like I had chest pains I didn't know I couldn't 
I didn't know if I was coming or going. I could not think of rational thought. It was really scary. So then by the time 2022 came, it was like, I'm just tired. I can't, like, I was kind of past the burnout bit. Like I had got past the worst of the burnout bit, had done some resting and stuff by kind of December 2021, was feeling a little bit more of a person again. 2022 was just like, let's just see what it brings. And then, the, the, but I do feel that tiredness, that, that kind of the feeling of recovery and having to do the work to do that recovery. And then when it comes to nurturing other people, my um, my husband, bless him, he has taken on so much of the parenting role while I've been going through my issues in terms of my mental health and my physical health as well. And he, um, he burnt out. And his, his work got really, really stressful. We were getting our kitchen done um, and he was dealing with me and how I was feeling. And he had, he just, he better, he got signed off of anxiety and had to deal with that for like three, four months was kind of in a really bad way. Mm. That was in the first half of the year. And so then that's where I was saying where I, you know, the role switched and I had to try and, and kind of care for yeah. him. But then I was also going through my own things. So I wasn't caring for him in the right way. And he actually said to me recently, he was like, you were the wrong person to be there for me. And not in a bad way, not in a kind of like, you're a terrible wife kind of way. But he was like, you were going through your issues and then trying to help me through my issues, but projecting onto me and not really allowing, not being the emotional support. I was trying to fix everything because that's what I do when I get anxious. I try and like organize the fix and, and get things done. And then get nothing done because overwhelm happens. But with him, it was just too much. He needed someone to just kind of hold him basically and tell him it was going to be okay. And here I was going, no, you need to do this, this and this. <laughs> so you've got two people who are suffering from anxiety at different stages of it as well. Like at the same time, it was a really, a really kind of tough time the first half of the year. Yeah, because I, I you guys have been like, well, open to it a little bit about this because obviously you've you had a podcast and you have a podcast but then this year have you done any this year or no. have, so it's been quite difficult hasn't it yeah we just didn't have the headspace yeah. or uh, we just had to give ourselves time to breathe and in 2021 we were doing them pretty much every week mm. and it just got really overwhelming and it was a lot because my husband does all the editing and everything and so it just got too much for him with that plus work plus having to take on so much of the parenting role so um but I feel like we're in a better space now like we're both it really has made a difference for me to get out of the house and be working in an office environment and, and doing that. Um, and I, I kind of took the plunge in July after doing a little tester with a, a former manager of mine who needed some help just for a week or so. And I really asked that I actually really enjoy it. So um, that's why I went back to work. And I think that's made a massive difference to my anxiety. So although I get kind of anxious about like, mum guilt and, oh no, you know, he's sick again this week because that's what happens every other week at nursery to get ill. And so you have to try and manage work while looking after a poorly child. But um, I feel like I'm kind of, it's it's easier to cope with because I have my escape. I get to go into town a couple mm. of weeks, uh, days a week and um, and sit in a, in a space where I don't have to think about, oh, the laundry needs doing. <laughs> While I'm also writing a report, yeah. I can just be in the space to actually be professional, Jyoti, where I can just kind of work mm -hmm. and 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 focus. And then also have a laugh because you just kind of have random chats with people in the office, mm. which is always nice as well. So, um, yeah, this year has been... It's been one of recovery, but also one of just new beginnings and kind of trying to start a new way of life, um, yeah. which I hope will carry on into 2023. But again, like I've learned now not to have any expectations, not not to kind of expect anything from a year because you just don't know what's going to come your way. And you just got to take each day as it comes. So do you guys do like, you know, goal setting and resolutions and that kind of thing? 
No, no um, I don't do resolutions for sure. I think it's something that I used to teach all my girls as well. Like, don't do resolutions because you'll never stick to them. Goal setting, that's slightly different. But no, I'm not going to do it because I didn't hit any of my goals this year. And so, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. And, you know, just going back to like how 2020, 2022 was in terms of expectations. And, you know, it, it sounds like it was bad. It really wasn't like through this kind of turmoil and craziness of the year, I've had some really good parts as well. Like, you know, I've learned who are my true friends, who I have the best connections with, you know, I've learned that, you know, maybe my business needed to evolve. And so I'm going more in towards the kind of the life and spiritual coaching. And, you know, so it's, it, it, I would say I've learned a lot about myself in this year. And they always say that, don't they? They say, you've got to hit like some kind of rock bottom to really find yourself and find your purpose and I feel like you know I did hit rock bottom being in hospital was not fun you know having reflux is not fun figuring out it's actually a disease in your stomach you know that's just not fun and trying to go through this process of healing led me to other kinds of healing and led me to kind of go actually you know as a nurturer I can heal others whilst healing myself and so yeah I would say it wasn't all bad. So I want to like just put a smile on your ladies' faces. And yeah, it wasn't no, but all bad. Do you know what I, I admire about you? That you actually have had a go at certain things because like I saw this uh, post, social media post that you put out about, didn't you have this bubbly truck or something like that? Yeah, this, the Prose- I had a, and, yeah, I had a Prosecco truck. Yeah. I bought the Prosecco truck okay, yeah. um, in 2021, just after I got out of hospital, thinking this was the thing that was going to change my life. And I'd get back out there, I'd start meeting people, doing events. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realise is it would take over my life and I wouldn't have a weekend, I'd be working full time. And then I'd be like buying stock, cleaning the van, having to get MOTs done, you know. There's so much more that goes into running a bar and then a bar that actually has an engine, it's like another step further. And then I just realised, you know, after about eight months or so, I was like, this is not the right thing for me. And it's okay to fail because I'm not a failure. You know, I've tried it. So, but this, yeah. And this is what I love. It's like you, you actually did the thing. Do you know what I mean? Do you know how many people say, oh, I really want to do this? Or wouldn't this be a great idea? And the amount of people that say to me things like, oh, we should start a business. And I'm like, don't talk to me about we should do this. Are we going to do it? Because I'm only going to think about what is actually going to happen because I haven't got the time to think about imaginary things. And I'm literally that person that if you say to me, oh, do you know what? We should start a business. It should be this, right? And maybe, you know, you're not serious. I will come up with a business plan two days later. I'm that person. So I'm just like, you know, you know, I, I like the fact that it's like, you tried something, not everything works. How are you going to know if it, if you don't yeah, try to do something? Easy. It wasn't easy. Like even raising the funds to get that. Like I was so, I had no money. I needed £25,000 to buy this truck. Mm. Somehow I got a Virgin startup loan, a business loan. Like I yeah. don't even know how it happened. It was like, it, it all kind of happened and it felt like it was the right path. But sometimes, you know, that's just a part of your path. It's not the path and it's just that little tangent you have to go on to realize what you actually want to do or you know what actually floats your boat yeah 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 yeah. and you and uh, when you're like 85 years old you know you want to be able to say oh I tried this this didn't work so well or I tried that this did and then and that's how you're gonna know so I do believe in like throwing yourself into stuff and um okay so um what are two things that you personally want to leave behind 
in 2022 and you know i'm going to talk about <laughs> things like you know trends and random social things as well but for yeah. like personal things that you want to just leave behind walk away from in 2022 i think for me i really want to just leave behind the craziness of my of anxiety being in my life i want it to just exit my household <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be anxious I don't want my husband to be anxious I don't want to have an anxious child because anxious parents bring up an anxious child unfortunately so I don't want to have an anxious child either I just want there to be a let up of that Mm -hmm. and I think that comes down to doing the work and kind of recognizing where what my I kind of know I think now more what my triggers are and how and I can feel it Mm -hmm. I know where it comes from so if if I start feeling the pain the tightness in my chest something's up Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have tightness in my chest but I have um, I'm grinding my teeth at night and it's like it really hurts in the morning when I wake up my jaw really hurts so I know that I'm anxious about some stuff and I'm trying to figure out what it is and how I can fix it mm-hmm. and you know there'll always be stuff to worry about that's just life isn't it but like I just not letting it get to me as much as I think it does yeah so I think I want to leave that behind that's a big thing that I really want to try and mm-hmm figure out if I could do and again that's not setting a kind of resolution of I'm going to get better next year it's just how do I stop my teeth from grinding and my mm. jaw from hurt the working on <laughs> like, it yeah yeah like it's it. just small small incremental yeah. steps of kind of getting there eventually mm-hmm. um yeah I think that's the main thing for me Ush what about you yeah so for me my cue would be first of all stop overthinking so i i don't know if you know a lot about ayurveda or anything but there are like three doshas right so right now i'm in this like vata phase which is just literally overthinking deer in headlights want to do everything not starting anything kind of scared because of how i've been burnt and i just want to go i just want to kind of go into 2023 going you know what i am good at putting things together so let's just do it and stop being scared that maybe push with bush has been forgotten or maybe I'm not the fitness coach or the coach people want to go to um and that's just an internal fear right so it's just a this little tiktok in my head that just constant like you know overthinking like is it time should I do it you know like I'm two stone heavier maybe people aren't going to trust me because I put on the weight and so that would be the first one and the second one is like leaving behind two two stone of self-deprecation like I'm so horrible to myself at times like having put on that weight over two years when I was at my leanest at like you know May 21 and now I'm like like, literally cannot believe I'm 12 kilos heavier like I'm horrible to myself my clothes don't fit so I look in the mirror and I look at my stomach and I look at everything I'm going you're this I I don't want to say the words out loud because it's affirmations isn't it but in the end of the day like I'm I say things to myself, which I would say to my clients, and Jyoti would know this, that I would I would tell you to stop. And yeah. like, you, there is no need because actually you're beautiful, your body moves and you will get healthy again. You know, you are on the path that like you started training, you started eating better and it wasn't your fault. Like you got, you know, I, I got into a point, to a place in my life where I thought I was gonna die at one point. Like, I kid you not, when your temperature is at 40.1, and you're lying on the any floor and there's no way of getting cool air into your body because the, the the breath you're taking is hot you know everything like you're just literally like leaking hot um you feel like you're burning you feel like you're in hell you feel like you're burning up and when i came out of that after feeling like i was dying and i did literally pass out 
on the doctor when I got into A&E when they finally saw me and I was on a drip straight away um, and I was in there for three days but and I started my period in hospital in that period as well it was awful and I thought I was dying and I came out and I go you know and I went you know what just enjoy life go out enjoy food enjoy your friends and that led to me food blogging so there's another thing that I did for a bit I did food blog mm. and that ended up me starting eating everything I was blogging about putting on the weight because I was just like life's too short like who cares who cares what I look like now you know because I spent all this time um I found fitness at 30 and now 42 you know like I spent all this time like trying to be a size 10 trying you know really hard and when I got there my body didn't like it my body just went this isn't you you know um so yeah so I'm gonna stop stop being so hard on myself and you look amazing by the way yeah so, oh, and anybody that looked at you would actually think that so that's why it's so weird that you know like when people say things like this and everyone's looking at you thinking what like <laughs> <laughs> it's that lens that you have though isn't it that kind of like awful lens that you put on yourself of where you look all, like terrible and but ev the whole world can see that you don't but you just don't want to listen to them yeah. because when you look in the mirror you see what you see which is you know yeah. whatever it might be like kind of yeah I I'm, I, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna come back to this in a minute because that's one of the other things that I I would say leave behind in 2022 but my um personal like the, the personal things is um Number one, like being a martyr, like, you know, this whole dissy mom thing of like, oh, no, 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 I'll do everything. Oh, my God. Now look at me. I'm just so burnt out and no one's helping me because like you've done all the stuff. Right. Which is yeah. stupid. And it's like, I don't really want to be doing that. And it's like, you know, this whole, oh, um, but then you get mom guilt for having a break. Oh, no, I've had a break. Oh, my God, I'm such a bad mom because I need to be at home like scrubbing floors or whatever. So I don't want to do that. You know, I want to take the time for myself and not be like moaning that I have to do everything and just be like, well, I'm actually going to do other stuff and it's all fine. Right. So I feel like I want to do that. And also like, um, taking on too much because I feel like I mm. take on a lot of stuff and then like, um, the things that I probably need to, I probably need to simplify what I do and then be the best at those things. So I've kind of been really been thinking about that recently because I think I did like, I've had like, um, progress and things that I wanted to do this year. 2021 was like, I was a bit like lost, but, um, mm. I have, but then it, it also is kind of that thing of like say yes to everything take it all on you can manage it you'd be super organized I'm like oh all these things are going on my diary and remember I've got three children so I've got their lives to kind of figure out as well um so yeah that's my thing like not taking on too much um so it's something that I'm just working on um so what about stuff that um you know just trends anything else that you see in this world that you're like I want to put aside, this needs to stay in 2022 because one of the things that I um, think is this whole um, unrealistic body standards. And mm. I feel like, you know, there are, has been that thing of like, oh, you know, let's celebrate curves, but then it's got to be certain curves, which are like, you know, oh, you go in at the waist and then you like mm. flare out the hip. And it's a flat stomach curve. I'm like, I, I what? know. The percentage of people that have that body shape is very, very limited. Like even the Kardashians don't even naturally have that body shape, I don't think. So it's it's so, you know, it's been celebrated. Like, oh yeah, we're celebrating curves. It's like, no, people don't actually look like that. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to lose weight off my stomach. And then, you know, and even even the whole working out thing, like obviously you all know this, Ush. It's like, we have this thing, oh, when I look, when I work out, 
I'm going to look like JLo. That's how my body's yeah. going to look. You're, you're actually not because I work out a lot no, and not. I don't look like her. <laughs> no, but I don't understand why we need to celebrate or, you know, really or, or diss a body shape at all. Like, why do we need to even look at somebody's body and be like, oh, you're really hot. You've got curves, you're hourglass. Oh, you're really fat. Exactly. And, you know, you've got an ass like a bus. Why do we do that? Why do we need to even feel like it's up to us to decide if someone should be happy with themselves or not just because of the way they look it's not I, yeah I, yeah you're right completely I, I just say why why should we even look at someone like that and like I've heard there's a new trend uh the skinnies back right the 1980s or 1980s like, or 70s who's making the shit up twiggies back or something I've heard so what are we gonna do we'll starve ourselves to look like that well, like, it looks like it yeah. or feel Life bad that we're not in fashion it, it, it's honestly <laughs> It's it's literally ridiculous, and that's and, and I think you know I realize that we're like people have said to me things like oh you know you should if you really do, if you do this you'll get really toned legs you like do this and there are people that don't work out themselves and I'm like I literally work out all the time and these are my legs I'm really sorry but this is how they're gonna be this is me actually trying really hard and this yeah. is what it is so what what am I gonna do feel bad about it like you know what I mean at the end of the day you are who you are. And you are what you are. And like, I learned this last year because uh, my best friend passed away. And like, she had just got to a point where she was in a good place in her life and everything. Mm. And then it's all of a sudden out of the blue, she was gone. And like, and if you don't just appreciate what you have right now and don't just like enjoy your life and be in the present moment, you're just forever going to be missing out on the joy of yeah. life. And, and it's taken me a long time to figure that out. And unfortunately, you know, in the, some of the worst ways to have to kind of get that kind of mm. that lesson learned. But I do now try and not make those comments about my body. And my husband's noticed it as well. He's like, you don't you don't sit there kind of slagging yourself off anymore like you used to. Because he used to hate it. He was like, it's Men the most unattractive it. thing. Men hate it. Yeah. He's like, it's so unattractive that you're sitting there telling me, pointing out all the things that you think your flaws are. Because why like I married you like I find you attractive why would you say that to me because it makes yeah. no sense and I was like oh, yeah but you know I feel like this and I feel like that and you know things that were said to me as a child just stay with you don't they like I was a chubby child people said felt really, as Asians always do you know our DG's always like oh you should do this or you should do that and oh haven't you put on some weight or whatever <laughs> you know and it's just stayed with me <laughs> yeah all that and then you just start saying it to yourself because you hear it from people from such a young age and so now I try and make sure that I don't say those kinds of things to my son or in front mm. of my son as well because I don't want him to have a complex about his mm. body and yeah. he doesn't he doesn't I mean he's only four like or coming up to four so he doesn't have like any, he's just not bothered about any of that stuff but it does start young and so yeah. you have to be really careful with the words mm. that you use around them. Yeah. But just enjoy your body. Like, just it is what it is. Flaunt it. Do what you want with it. You know, enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> it works. And it's probably looking really good. So, you know. I, I wore a That's bikini on a, like, for the first time in this country in public. Because, you know, like abroad, it's like, oh, who cares? No one knows me anyway. It's a bit like that. But then yeah. on Bournemouth Beach, right, I was going to turn up in T-shirt and jeans. And my cousin was like, are you mad? Like, I'm wearing a bikini. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, OK, fine. And then everybody was literally half naked anyway. And nobody cared. And I, I actually felt quite good about myself. And it was one of those things. It's like, why don't people just, not that, oh, the aim of life is to wear a bikini, woohoo. But as in, it's really <laughs> it not. <is. laughs> but it's like, who actually cares? Like, if you want to do it, what are you waiting for? Like, just wear the things. 
right yeah, it's, I did it's that a last beach summer as well last summer 2021 when i was the hottest um no, wore but, a bikini on the beach but, and it felt incredible but you are hot but, you do but it you now, are hot but, now so but, you could do it now well no because i don't no. feel comfortable there's a difference between someone like looking yeah. a certain way and feeling comfortable right mm. so i don't feel comfortable but what i am trying to do and trying to teach people that i'm like now working with is that you can't go backwards so i can't go back to 2021 or what it was like at 36 what i can do mm. is use is use what i have now and work with what i have now to move forward mm. and to be the best version of what i can be today that's that's all we can do this whole thing of feeling comfortable though it's like um with with body standards and how we feel as well it I find that like if I'm working out I mm. could look I could be probably heavier or even looked exactly the same as how I would not working out and because I've done the work and I'm feeling like in a good place I'll be really like quite happy with myself you know yeah. to wear certain things or whatever because I've been doing the work and I feel good right whereas I think I had COVID um in 2021 and then after that, I was I was quite I was like the lightest um, ever. Well, not ever, but for a long time that I'd been, and I felt disgusting. I literally felt disgusting because obviously I'd done nothing. I'd just been lying around, not well, you know. So, and I've been heavier, heavier, and felt great. Yeah, and when you're lying around like that, your body starts aching as well. So you just don't feel good. But when you're moving, you've got mm. endorphins going around. Yeah. There's lots more oxygen going around your body. You know, everything's kind of buzzing you know when you do a workout like whatever size you are you know when you do a workout you just feel good yeah. you do yeah so um I was um I asked my daughter my 13 year old daughter as well I was trying I was kind of prepping for this and I was like oh do you is there anything that you think should be left behind in 2022 like trends and stuff and she was like the obsession with blonde hair <laughs> that's what she said to me she went the obsession with blonde hair it needs to stay in 2022 but there That's there insane. is this one and it's obviously like you know a lot of asian girls dyeing their hair blonde as well and it's so blonde and trust me i've been i've had balayage and i literally looked like a frazzled clown so mm. it is so bad for your hair so bad for your hair yeah. i've had balayage as well and i actually went blonde and funny enough i was looking at the pictures um maybe a couple of weeks ago and i contacted my color artist who did that and then i remembered it lasted like three weeks and then it went into this like ginger mop ginger. and like look how healthy ginger. this looks right now yeah. like why am i gonna like ruin the health to go back i'm still trying to, like, i'm trying to grow mine out at the moment because i had it i had it red it was like mm. red every and now just the ends are red like they're not even red it just kind of yeah it goes to that ginger it, go, it always goes ginger it always yeah. goes ginger so I'm, now I'm just totally like out. blonde hair can just it can do one in my opinion the obsession would be unless you're naturally blonde you know and then fine so uh, chip in whatever it, by the way girls if there's something that you think needs to stay in I've got one Go on. I was in the office today and can I can I just say please for the love of god can the people who are sick just stay at home? <laughs> Can we leave behind this need for sick people to go into the office? Or just show that the soldiers and, you know. Just, if you're, if you're not well and you don't have, you know, like an essential job, you just work in an office, just stay at home. Nobody wants to sit next to you while you're coughing or like breathing out your germy germs. Like, I don't want any of that in my, in my vicinity. And do I you know really why like, people do that? So, you know, yeah, well, yeah, but also, do you know, back when we used to all have to be in the office nine to five, yeah. you know, you'd go in when you were six so your boss could actually see that you were sick and that boss would then send you home. If yeah. you then like go on Slack, oh, I'm sick, I'm not working today. Like people are going to be like, 
are you though? You know, because you're at home. So like, I think people have this backwards mentality of like, they, they can't leave behind office culture and they feel like they need like to go in and prove that they're sick to be but sent you know home. What? Just work from home. Like if you have the yeah. option to work from home, you just do an office job. I do an office job. I don't do an essential job. I'm not saving yeah. anyone's life. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I work with numbers. It's not essential. It is what it is. Mm. If I'm not very well, I say to my boss, I'm going to work from home because I don't want to come into the office because I don't feel very well. Mm. I went in one time because I felt like I had to and I wore a mask because I wasn't very well. I was coughing, I was sneezing. I was like, I'm not gonna, and everyone looked at me like I was a mentalist. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm trying not to infect the whole office. But people seem to have forgotten the pandemic. They seem to have forgotten yeah. what COVID did so quickly. It's mad. Like the, the, uh, the need for people to kind of find normality again, even if normal was actually rubbish, if that way of life was terrible and not good for us and we should never have done. And, Believe me, I've been like this since before COVID. Like I was one of these people that had anti-back gel with me everywhere I went because mm, I lived in London mm. and people in London are disgusting on the tube and the <laughs> tube is like sticky and disgusting. You know, it's it's horrible. It's like going in so, a nightclub. Yeah, so I've always been one of these people. I'm just like, don't touch me, don't breathe on me, don't come near me, don't, please, I'm going to anti-back myself. I'm going to sterilise myself if you come near me. And so this this need for people to be in the office someone got told to go home today in my in front of me at work and they were like no i can't there you go why can't you because they're martyring themselves if you have to that's be it so important that they need to be in the office i so will please. sacrifice myself for my job yeah. i will yeah just leave it in 2022 in yeah. 2023 realize that other people exist and also that you deserve you deserve and you need the 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 time to rest and heal yourself when you're not very well like people just don't mm. understand that they need that your body isn't supposed to feel like that and it's not supposed to function when it's feeling like that it's supposed to be resting when it's feeling like that and be, we've been so brainwashed into this kind of hamster in a wheel type way of life and it's we just need to break it we need to stop it yeah that's my rant over sorry <laughs> I think we're definitely coming into the new paradigm though like people are leaving that whole nine-to-five culture behind and working on other parts of their life and making that work for them but mm there will always be somebody who will go into the office ill. Unfortunately, you're going to have to keep anti-backing. Uh, just, just wear a mask. If you're going to go in and you feel like you have to show the world that you're not very well, just wear a mask. Yeah. Think yeah. about other people. This is, all it is is consideration. You know, in COVID, people died because other people couldn't be bothered to wear masks. And, and, and so now it's just like, just remember that. It did happen. I know you didn't want it to happen. You don't want to have to remember a traumatic event, mm. but at least learn a lesson from it and keep that lesson and take it forward with you in life instead of repeating mistakes constantly. E even this whole, Bug you know, man. I'm so booked and busy kind of thing. Like obviously in COVID people are like, oh, isn't it nice to like look at the flowers and, you know, wander around in the trees because it's COVID and we need to appreciate these things and just going for walks. And then now it's like booked and busy, booked and busy. Oh my God, what are you doing? Come to this event, come to this event. And it's like, do you know what? Just shut up because I actually just want to stay at home. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say. We need to leave FOMO behind as well. Yes. So the fear of missing out, let's just leave that in 2022 because actually there's this joy in missing out. There's a joy in just smelling the roses when you're going on a walk and you know not having to feel like every Friday Saturday Sunday you have to be booked up and this is something that I guess I, I don't know about you guys but I deal with quite a lot I think I loved and I'm gonna say this I loved the first lockdown I loved just being out I was walking two three hours a day 
phone calling people, you know, just like walking around and getting a like yeah. coffee if I could and stuff like that. And it was incredible. And then all of a sudden life comes back and you're like, right, I want it. There's a new restaurant in town. Oh, Inca's opened. Oh my God, Circus is back open. Tattoo's in London from Manchester now. Like I want to go to these places. And then literally started booking myself out. And that tide is one of the things that has tied me out as well. So I want to leave that fear of missing too, out. Honestly, that, that social thing, like even some people say to me like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I've got this and that and this and that. I'll have to do this. It's like, you're, lit- you're just meeting people for dinners and drinks like and you're literally yeah, yeah. getting tired out from this like why yeah. it's nobody's birthday and it's like you know like people like, come to this come to this it's like <laughs> you know what it's not your birthday it's not my birthday and you want me to come and spend 200 pound for a random night out which I don't want to go to in this place which I don't care to be in I'm not doing it thanks can we I'm just gonna so expensive 200 pounds now. these days yeah exactly who has the 200 pounds these days with all the I, I you know, know. and electricity and everything I know but I I do feel like it went from that like you know let's just have a nice walk together to then back to this it's just like you know and people feel like oh we missed out on so much so we need to do all this stuff whereas I'm like I'm I'm just gonna kind of keep that other mindset of the simple things and chilling a little bit and also none of this stuff is going to disappear like you could go to these restaurants next year or the year after like, mm. there's always going to be something new you're never going to you're never going to have everything under your belt so why like get anxiety about it like you know why get anxiety about not going out is what yeah yeah uh, yeah of course um another thing that i um, have got is multitasking so i feel i'm so like tired of it i'm so tired of multitasking it's like why do we feel like it was such a great thing to be like, I'm such a great multitasker. I'm doing like 50 things at once and not really concentrating on everything and burning myself out. I don't really want to do that. And apparently it's actually quite bad for your cognitive ability to multitask. Mm. You know, it's, and you're not really like concentrating on one thing and, you know, you end up being quite a distracted person. So I just feel a bit like that can just do one as far as I'm concerned. I feel it's like the one of the biggest patriarchal lies that we were ever fed that women are great at multitasking and men can't focus (laughs) on anything but one thing at a time just so that we would have to do three times the workload because we're really good at it and men just can't do it oh no look how rubbish they are (laughs) it's such a lie and it's such a lie perpetuated by men and so Mm. don't feel guilty about just saying no and just focusing on one thing at a time is what I would say That's, that's what I've started to do as well I've got one job I would do that job once that job's done I'll do the next job if I have time or energy and, you know, I could be bothered to make mm. the effort. If something doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. I have a massive pile of laundry to do. It is what it is. Like, I'm, well, we've got plenty of clothes. What are we going to do? Like, if I don't do the washing for a couple of days, it is what it is. You know, like, we'll manage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Die from- Definitely. Yeah, 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 exactly. I actually watched this um, this little video on Instagram of Diljit Dasanjh in some random interview. And he was saying um, that someone was like, oh, what do you do in your spare time when you're not shooting and singing and stuff? And he was like, I don't do anything. I, I, I don't. He was like, oh, good <laughs> I just sit there and I have a great time. Like, try doing nothing. You'll have such a brilliant time. And um, he was like, you know, the whole world is running around going mad. He's like, you know, if I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down that's all I'm doing yeah and it was like yes good for you because obviously you know (laughs) yeah he's a busy person the world is mad have the moments of I honestly believe just sitting and as in just you know chilling and uh, like the quiet is really important 
because you can you can yeah, miss out you can you can do it to yourself like like we said i'm so booked and busy i'm gonna do all this stuff for people and then you just like miss out on that and that's not normal yeah it's not normal what, what i think I, yeah go on i've got one more if that's all right yeah, 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 yeah. um endless scrolling on instagram and tiktok like why do we need to watch everybody's videos <laughs> right why do we need to sit there looking at all this content like i have i i can easily lose two hours in this vortex of like oh i don't even oh know God. like puppy videos and babies dancing and you know like proposal videos and it's like travel and i'm just like what am i doing like just sitting there and getting lost down this alice in wonderland rabbit hole um so let's just leave scrolling <laughs> behind and let's sit there without our phones like you just said yeah. and do nothing yeah right yes yes read a book let's be wow. that yeah read a book read an actual book um no i agree like i yeah you can get very easily sucked into the vortex i actually um went down this well it's quite an enjoyable rabbit hole of um <laughs> very niche very niche videos which brought me joy and you know what they were grandparents with pets it's a niche <laughs> which i found that i particularly love no it's so cute and heartwarming and wholesome oh grandparents God. with a pet like you know someone just gave yeah. their puppy new puppy to their Punjabi granddad and he's got it on his chest and talking and it's just like these are so Aww. you know these are so nice so that is a particular yeah. niche that I discovered that I, it's like this <laughs> yeah and the puppies get so excited when they see their grandparents they get dropped off for the weekend it's like they're real children <laughs> I know what you mean <laughs> yes I agree um that is a complete waste of time um yes it is and and the FOMO thing comes into that as well like we're not missing out on anything like the content's still gonna be there yeah exactly um exactly. I have another one um as well uh well two actually one is grey interiors I feel like people can we be done with people thinking that they're like really stylish with every if your if house is not grey you've got no style it's like but I'm not in a hospital like I just don't so I'm just like no we can inject something some more in it you know not everybody has to have the same gray interior i'm really sorry if anyone's got a gray interior no um, mine's all magnolia i need to paint mine. <laughs> <laughs> i do have a gray sofa though and like a gray bed you can put some cushions on it yeah red cushions, cushions on it there you go it's gray carpet can't i've got a gray carpet <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really sorry if you genuinely like grey and uh, your whole house is grey. Sorry, that's just a personal thing. Um, uh, that, and the last one that I've got is um, scarcity mindset. So I didn't actually know what this meant until I was talking to my husband about something. And he was like, oh, stop having such a scarcity mindset. So I was like, what is that? He was like, you need to have more of an abundance mindset. Yep. And I think, so can you explain what it is? Because I... Yeah, it's like that lack mindset, isn't it? Like you, you can't get what you need. And this is how I understand it. It's like you feel like you don't have enough of anything that say your bank account isn't full enough or uh, your fridge isn't full enough or, you know, don't have enough friends or, you know, it's that whole, I guess it, it is not an abundance mindset. It's not like, you know, I have everything I need to live a successful, happy life. It's I don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough friends. I don't have enough, um, I don't know, clothes. I don't mm. have enough nights out. It's that whole... And the more you go into the scarcity mindset, the more scarce everything becomes um, because the universe, you will attract that, right? The universe will kind of go, right, well, okay, 
this is the mindset you've got. So that's what we'll provide for you, right? So it's like going, if you say, say for example, you had debt, I've got 10,000 pounds of debt and you keep going, I've got debt, I've got debt, I can't pay it off, I can't pay it off. Darling, you're never gonna pay it off. Where if you go, right, I've got this money thing going on over here. Let me figure out how to be more abundant how to attract abundance and ideas will come out of your head, whether it's starting a new business or, you know, um, working at Costa Coffee for the weekends and putting that into your debt. These little ideas will start coming up and you'll be like provided with opportunities if you live in a more abundant mindset. Sorry, I went off on one then. No, 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 that that no. is exactly that is exactly what it is because not everybody would know if I said scarcity mindset. That is what it is. And sometimes the things are actually scarce, right? Like literally yeah. scarce. But it's that thing, you know, even the whole, you know, it's like if somebody's looking for love, like, oh, there are no good men left, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, right. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh, in, go. But, in, <laughs> but instead, so if you were thinking that, you know, if you were thinking yeah. that, Ush, it's I bet that there are a lot of good men out there that I have yet to meet. So do you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's just that kind of a, a mindset. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like there was a time when I was like, there are no good men, there are no good men. Were and you? my ex, a good man, you know, turned up in my life and showed me that I could be loved. And there are good men out there and we're not together. We, we don't know what's happened in the future. We're not together right now. But um, yeah, like, you know, he's shown me that there are good men out there and there are men that would be willing to wait is the other thing as well. Um, so, which is the, the most amazing thing I've ever had in my life is that someone hasn't pressured me to do anything, whatever that thing may be, whether it is sex or whether it is something else, you know, it's like, no, someone is willing to kind of go at my pace and go, actually, you are the most important person for me and for you um so yeah there are good men out there um but you've got to be ready to, you've got to be ready for, to meet them mm. if you're not ready in yourself and you yeah you're not going to meet them yeah yeah well maybe who that's knows what we should put in there as well maybe we should put dating apps in, oh. in 2022 and going forward where people should just meet people again in real life what do you do think it, like about in a natural way like, we me and Jyoti can say whatever we want obviously because you know yeah. we're not going to be on the apps not even for research oh. purposes but what do you think though about that dating apps or no or are they I would say I don't enjoy dating apps and it's that whole vortex again right so you could be like oh I'm bored let me swipe <laughs> that, that is what happens oh, I'm bored let me go on Instagram mm. oh I'm bored let me swipe and see who's out there so it's not a very good way of meeting people um although I did meet James on um an app before but I don't know, like I've heard so many success stories that makes you think actually it is worthwhile kind of, you know, looking for that needle in a haystack. Um, but for me right now, I'd rather go out there and kind of feel my best self and be in a bar or a restaurant or somewhere mm. and meet somebody. But what I've found is people now go out in groups, whether it's males, females, mix, and they don't interact. There's no none of this interaction. There's always little pockets of people all around. Like I went to this cool bar in Mayfair the other day and I just felt out of place completely out of place I wasn't cool enough you know I wasn't scantily clad <laughs> should have been I should have just gone in my bikini from last yeah. year I think but <laughs> I would have got the attention and that's the thing like when people are out and about nowadays they're just looking for you know a hot dog on a stick they're looking for the hottest thing out there and um, yeah. <laughs> and you know that's what they're looking for and if you're not that 
they're not going to see any kind of whether you're exuberant or enigmatic they're not going to see that because what they look at is this and that's the problem with dating apps as well right people just look it's just a, it's an image you're looking at and you swipe left or right i do like the fact that a lot of dating apps now have voice or video on there as well so they'll put a little voice note or put a little video of yourself which actually shows someone's personality so if someone's made that much of an effort to mm -hmm. go and put a voice note or a video of themselves then it's worth contacting them i feel but my friend them. sent me a um like a little kind of screen grab thing of a voice note that she had come across on a <laughs> on a dating app God. yesterday actually and I was like why would someone say this I can't remember what he said but he said something just ridiculous and I was like why would you do that it was like hey baby what's up or something I was like why oh, would God. you waste your time putting that yeah. on a voice note and uploading it onto <laughs> your no. profile the, the caliber is 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 low a lot of the time I you know what i'm waiting that's for just life, isn't it? like i went through a lot of i met men in in real life in those days when i was single and a lot of them were rubbish like they were all not yeah. meant for me not meant for me is the way i'll put it yeah. not maybe maybe not rubbish but like just not made for me and who i am um so i think that's just life you just get it's a more concentrated view of it i guess on an app um very yeah but wasn't it's it all weird that the people don't interact in, in like person anymore like in bars no one yeah. will flirt with somebody so or try it on bad. with anyone but, but then wasn't wasn't it always like people wanted a hot dog on a stick like when yeah. they went out like no but was it wasn't it always yeah. like that yeah like, probably but maybe when i was 26 i was a hot dog i don't know i definitely wasn't <laughs> I'm... No, but do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't. When I was 26, I was running dating events. So for me, it was like very, yeah. So I used to get my pick of, you know, back in the day, um, running speed dating and padlock parties and stuff like that. So I had a great time when I was younger, but now I don't have that kind of confidence. Like I used to approach a guy if I liked a guy. I don't have that anymore. I and never I did. I never did. Well. No, you'd strike me as someone who would, uh, if I'm honest no. with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, you totally. I've literally been with the same guy. I can guy, imagine you going up to guys with... and hey boy. No. Oh my God. I would never do that. I've been with the same guy for 20 years, right? For a start. Okay. And, fair enough, and fair even enough. before that, I would I would never have said to anyone. Like maybe like if I was the person that I am now, then I might okay. may have done that. But I, I don't think I was then. And it's yeah. No, I would Whereas never. I, I would never. Yeah. Know. I could command attention back then. I can't do it anymore. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I, I will though. I yeah, because you, I would say that to you. You look like you could command attention. Oh God, I think, you know what that is? It's, um, I call it front staging and backstaging, right? My backstage, my confidence is not great. Front stage, mm. I can, I can adapt would be the word. I can be a chameleon. I can be that flirty. And I am, I have got a flirty personality. I'm a Scorpio. That's just through and through. But like, I think, you know, it takes a lot of courage to do that these days because, you know, I think you've been hit by so much stuff growing up, like whether it's when you were younger or at college or like, you know, through the guys that you've met. And it's just got to a point where I'm not, I'm not as confident as I was back in my 20s with guys for sure, or even like early 30s, if I'm honest with you. Um that's so interesting because I see sometimes that that's the opposite case. So like people who weren't so confident in their younger days are like as they get older and especially as they mm. approach their 40s, then just stop caring. And they're just like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to say whatever I want. Yeah. I'm going to be whoever I want. And they find this kind of confidence within themselves. So it's interesting to hear yeah. that it's kind of, you feel like it's kind of gone the other way. But is that is, is that your scarcity mindset? Are you just 
I don't think it's scarcity it. mindset. I don't think it's that. I think it's that I've been told for a long time, especially like over the last 10, 15 years, it's like, we need less ush. You've got to be less ush. Um, you're too much. You scare people. And this is a whole other podcast. You oh, know, it so is, this, it is, you know, isn't it? Yeah. But um, it, I've been told a lot to be less of me. And in fact, and, and I'm going to put it out there, but my managing director said it to me um we love you Ush. we love your personality but when you're in a meeting we need less Ush. and i was like what does that They're, mean yeah that, that, but that's horrible i don't they try know to tone how you down. To know, exactly and it really really hurt like i don't that, know how yeah. to be less me but what you're doing is you're literally it's like you're battering me like every every person who says that like you're battering me you're too much you're too loud you're too you're too fun don't laugh so loud don't you know no. like my dad would say stuff like That's that you laugh too much this is not it's right. not it's an indian thing as well though i don't know if you guys ever felt this growing i had this growing up but it was like don't laugh you know you've got to be what the sensible girl fun. that's presentable yeah. sensible yeah. and you know yeah you look loose if you start laughing you know anyway another my mom always used to say if you as much as you laugh you'll cry twice as much and so you shouldn't laugh too much Mm. and i was like mom that is such a depressing view on life isn't it like don't ever have joy in your life because you'll you might cry mm. one day that's just saying you know if you get to that that place at the top then someone's just going to knock you back down and it's going to be awful when you come back down never tone yourself down for anyone yeah no 100% Yeah. I know that. Well, we that yeah, you're right. That is a podcast for another day. TBC uh on that. So um yeah. But <laughs> thank you so much, ladies. Um, it's been really nice talking to you. And um, yeah, here's wishing you a wonderful 2023. And thank you know, you. being open to whatever that may bring. Exactly. The doors open. And this has been an amazing conversation. I could chat to you guys for hours. Yeah. I know, I know. And thank, thank you, you very much for having us. No, it's been lovely. So yeah, well, let's do this again um, next year and see where we are. And I'm sure we've got other things to talk about as well. And thank you for listening as well. Um, and, you know, let us know what you think uh, when you listen to the podcast, drop a comment. Has 2022 gone the way that you wanted it to? Are you still reeling from the way that things maybe haven't turned out? Yeah, leave us a comment. Um, make sure you share this podcast. If you're not already following Sisterhood on Mommy Imperfect, you can on Instagram at Sisterhood on Mommy Imperfect um, on Instagram. And there's a Mommy Imperfect Facebook page as well. Leave a nice review because that would be really, really nice. Bye. Bye.